What up, world? It's your past first point guard and trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You listen to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making this show your first listen every single day, free on all platforms, five days a week, coming at you every single weekday. So make it part of your daily routine and make it your first listen. Kick off your day with a little Trailblazers news. Or in this case, a little Trailblazers ideas. Today's show, we are going to go through every player that is on the Blazers roster, or I suspect to be on the Blazers uh, full roster next season, and talk about where they can improve their skills. This comes from an idea from uh, Travis Tadema. Uh, it could be Travis T- Tadema, but I think I'm going to go with Travis Tadema, at Travis Tadema on Twitter, who asked in, on a, in a mailbag or for a mailbag episode, during this offseason, what one skill would you like to see each current Blazer work on improving? So that's the show. Let's get into it. Let's talk about where everybody can improve, because guess what? Everybody can improve, no problem. Let's start at the end of the bench where Didi Luzada can improve finishing and driving. Uh, Didi's shot diet this season with New Orleans and the Portland Trailblazers, 67.4% of his attempts came from three. Uh, his future, probably like best case scenario, future for, for Didi is to like morph into like a really good three and D guy. So a heavy shot diet of threes in the future is fine. Like if he ends up shooting for his career over 60% of his shots from three, that's fine. But uh, only 20, like he shot, you know, 30% of his, his third, a third of his shots were twos, right? Like a, a really, really low percent of his shots were twos just in general. And more importantly, like than the, than the split, because like, well, I think maybe like 60, 40 would be better than 67, 33, but like something closer to 60, 40 for a guy like him, he shot 20, 26.7% on twos. Like he just, he just doesn't make two pointers. He's got to get to the rim. He's got to finish at the rim. He's got to have some in between game. Um, you, you know, he's, He's going to always be a play finisher. I don't. I don't see Didi as at least right now as like a guy who morphs into this like playmaker. Right? He's going to be a guy who gets the ball when he gets the ball. His job is to finish the play, which I shoot it. But if he gets some you know straight line drive stuff or just a little bit of of ability to get inside and finish at the rack and finish you know finish, just be a guy who can finish twos and not just take three pointers. It'll help him. That's a skill I, I would like to see Didi Luzada improve. Next up. We got Keon Johnson. I would like to see Keon Johnson improve, and this isn't really a skill, so maybe I'll give it a skill, but but his overall decision-making, uh, just awareness when the ball is in his hands, because a lot of times it seems like he makes his decisions and he's and then he gets caught, and the decisions he's made are just like, I'm going to take a pull-up jump shot. I'm going to try to drive to the rim. There are moments when Keon flashes a crazy first step and even some like smarts playmaking, right? Like some real, some like some nice passing instincts, but his, his, so if like, if there's a, if I need to put a skill on it to satisfy Travis's question, it's like, it's, it's the ability to, to quick survey and, and access multiple decision paths when he gets the ball, because it's like, okay, go rim. Okay. Drive and dish like, and, uh, Keon just his decision-making and the shot selection is poor. If he has better decision-making when he gets the ball in his hands, like a better, that, that, catch, survey, you know, see with defense and try to find that second line of defense quickly before he uses that first burst, before he uses that athleticism, you know, reading that on the move is tough. So let's, let's have him do it with like in 
as he catches, make that read, that will that will go a long way, and that'll that will, Keon will improve if his decision making on the ball improves a little bit. The next one on the list is Greg Brown the third. Now Greg Brown is the first of these guys where it's like every player in the NBA should get better at shooting because it's the most valuable skill. Um, there's other skills that are probably more valuable, like. Uh, I think something like boxing out and and uh, playmaking are probably more valuable skills. If you were like an elite, if you were elite at boxing out, since like no one in the league actually boxes out, I think you would like you you could. There's like a real market inefficiency in doing that. But I didn't want to pick for Greg Brown, and then I didn't, and, and then Trent Watford, and then Nurk, and then every like everyone on on the list. Like shooting, they got to get better at shooting because I think that's like. While it's true, I think thinking sort of like, uh, I want to think outside the bun a little bit here. And so for me, where I would like to see Greg Brown uh, really excel is as a, as, or really like the skill I'd like to see him improve this summer is as a, a help side defender. Greg Brown is a freak athlete. He is so long and he covers so much ground, but his uh, just, his just sort of general awareness on defense is pretty poor. Um, he's... I think like the best version of Greg Brown is this like wild lockdown defender with his length and his athleticism and like just a just absolutely freakish lockdown defender. He's a, he's many miles away from that right now. So like step one, what if Greg Brown was just like a really good help side defender? Um, that takes a lot of skill and a lot of talent and a lot of feel. It's hard to maybe hard to improve uh, skill wise. But if Greg Brown was a, was good at making reads and being the guy who could help on the weak side and use that athleticism, use that length, and use his crazy speed, um, he could be a menace as a help side defender. Then we'll worry about all the other stuff with Greg. He's got some other other places to improve, but help side defense uh, would be. Worth where I would choose for Greg Brown the third to improve. And finally, Keon Johnson. Where can Keon Johnson improve? For me, it's spot up shooting. Uh Trent Watford is a pretty darn good two-point score. Like if he catches it inside 18 feet, he's got some ISO moves. He's got that great floater game. Like he catches it inside 18 feet where he can either power past uh, smaller guys or uses quicks to get, you know, a little bit of space to get around bigger guys. Like he's got some two-point juice. But for Trendon to play at like to for Trenton to be a contributor next year, like a like a regular contributor next year, he needs to be a better spot up shooter. He shot uh 23.7% from three this season. Brutal, brutal. Uh he doesn't need to be able to shoot off the dribble. He doesn't need to be able to sh- come off screens and 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 be like a movement shooter. I'm talking spot-up shooting. If Trenton Watford were to improve to like a 36%, if he made 36% of his spot-up threes, and the rest of them were kind of hit or miss, but he shoots like right at league average. When he's standing still, if he's like a, shoots around league average, right at league average or just a shade below it, he's going to open up the rest of his offensive game and then his ability to attack closeouts, his ability to just draw defense, his ability to play power forward regularly because of the what he'll command attention wise there would really change the game if if spot up shooting is my number one skill for Trandon Watford to improve on over the off season what can Justice Winslow Nazir Little and Josh Hart improve on I got ideas you're gonna have to come back or at least stick with me for the second segment to hear those ideas though first I got an idea why don't you check out build.com get yourself some delicious freaking protein bars or you could uh, you know just trust me my personal favorite, peanut butter brownie. I also rock with cookies and cream. I like the I like the uh, double chocolate. I like the salted caramel. I like the raspberry flavor. Listen, 
you're going to find something you like. And the best part is, on average, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and just 4 net carbs. All tasty, all healthy. Go to Build.com. Get yourself some of these delicious protein bars. And while you're there, save yourself some money by using the promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right. The Blazers got more players, and I got more ideas for how they can improve. We start with the end of the bench, guys. Uh, it's I think, generally speaking, as you kind of move up the chain in talent, things get dialed in a little bit more, right? Like, with guys like in that Didi and Keon Johnson, it's like, where do they need to improve? Their whole damn game. Like, they got to get better at a lot of stuff. Same with Greg Brown. Got to get better at a lot of stuff. Then you take that kind of half, half step up to Trent and Watford, who, who's, who's clearly a tier above those guys in terms of, like, uh, proximity to contributing on an NBA team. Then it gets more specific. Like, Trenton has some bankable NBA skills. He's got he's got an okay feel on defense. Like, he's got some feel on defense. He still has some limitations there. He's got a real, like, nice floater in between game on offense. But you there's, like, it's more specific. And I think as you get up, as you keep climbing the tiers of a quality of players, things get more specific. So for me, for Justice Winslow, for someone who can who who can hoop, like, Justice Winslow can defend in one-on-one situations pretty well. He's a really good passer. He's a really good ball handler for someone with his build. Um, he's, like, he, he has real bankable NBA skills. So it gets more, we're getting more dialed in in this section. And I'm more dialed in with Justice Winslow where the thing I want to improve him to improve at is corner three-pointers. I do not think that Justice Winslow is ever going to be someone that that splashes in a bunch of above-the-break threes. If he was that, he would already be that, and he would be a different player. He's just not going to be that level of shooter. But the corner three is the closest three-pointer. It's the easiest three-pointer, and it's it's... It's the spot you're going to be if you're Justice and you're sort of in that in-between position. They're going to park you in the far side corner, um, and teams are going to help off of you because because they're, you're not in the, you're not the scary shooter in the strong side corner. You're the shooter in the the weak side corner. And if you're in the weak side corner, a guy like Damian Lord is going to draw that defensive help, read the help defense, and skip it to you. And you're going to get open shots if you hit them and you can take them. You make defenses pay. You start you start breaking down the help defense. You start that third line of defense that is geared up to stop guys like Damon Anfordy Simons has to think twice. I don't need Justice Winslow to splash above the break and top of the key three-pointers. I don't need him to shoot threes from the wing. I need him to stand in the weak side corner, and when he gets the ball, hit it. He was 22% on corner threes this year for on the season with, with the Blazers and the Los Angeles Clippers during his best season in 2017-2018. Justice Winslow shot 40% from three from the corner. Excuse me, from the corners. It's pretty good. Those are numbers courtesy of basketballreference.com. The midpoint of those two numbers is will work. Uh, the midpoint is 31, so it won't really work. But let's say climbing, you know, if he shoots 34% on corner threes, it changes the calculation. That's well below average. Like, that's not even a good corner three-point shooter. But it's not someone you can ignore. And then and Winslow, to kind of make the whole this whole enterprise work, has to step up from, can you ignore him? And if it's no, or if it's like, maybe, but he's going to burn you, and if he, you know, and he's going to hit, you know... Probably like two out of seven most nights if you give him clean looks. If he gets seven corner threes a game, the Blazers offense could be wild. But uh, like, you know, if, if he can shoot 34% on, in the corners, I'm not talking overall three-point percentage. In the corners, about 34, 35%, Justice Winslow breaks the defense. He's, he's a everyday contributor with that type of production. 
Speaking of the person that he might be competing for minutes with, where can Nazir Little get better? Where can Nazir Little improve? For me, Nazir Little can get can improve as as a in the team concept as in his off ball awareness on defense. When the ball is right in front of Nas and he's guarding one on one, he's good. Like he's good. He guarded uh, Demar Derozan, one of the best, uh, you know, two point ISO scorers in the league. He guarded him at a really high level in the game in Chicago this year. It was like the best, uh, the best we had seen Nas guard. He it's like. Game on the line, locking up Demar in the, in in the mid range. Like he's he's a good in defender in uh, in space with the ball right in front of him. When the ball is when the ball is in his vicinity and it's his responsibility, Nazir Little is is good. Where I think he struggles on defense is uh, sometimes passing off screens off the ball when the Blazers do stuff. I think he can get uh, a little confused there. I think he's a little late on help side stuff. I think his just his understanding of the sort of team concept of defense is behind what his physical tools allow him to be as an individual defender. If his physical tool, if his sort of awareness of the team concept, appreciation of what help defense looks like and where to be and how to be in that rotation spot early, not late, Nas is going to be just like, a monster on defense. Like he's really capable of being a very, very good defensive player. And he's capable of being that right away. Like I don't, the rest of his offensive game, like his shooting ability and his ball handling, like we'll see where that comes. But if, if Nas can be a better defender in the team concept, and I think he can be because he's had some reps and you can get there. uh, Like it, it changes a lot of what it changes, what his ceiling can be, because that would, that would like, make him overall probably a positive impact on defense as opposed to like a slightly below average defender on the whole to like he's really good at some stuff and he's not very good at other stuff like that would just make him just like straight up above average defender on the whole the Blazers get a guy at his his size who's an above average NBA defensive player you're starting to put the pieces together this is a puzzle piece and and Nazir Little's growth in the team concept on defense is an will be a crucial part of that puzzle piece Speaking of puzzle pieces, Josh Hart's going to play a ton of minutes. Like, if he's on the roster, the Blazers don't trade him this summer, Josh Hart's going to play a ton of minutes. He's going to be incredibly important. Josh Hart, by some measurements, by cleaningtheglass.com has a points per shot measurement. Josh Hart in his 13 games with the Blazers, this kind of blew my mind. That's why if you watch on YouTube, I'm holding my head. I'm mind blown out here. 97th percentile in points per shot. When he was with the Blazers, Josh Hart was a freaking amazing offensive player in his 13 games with the Blazers. Averaged 19, five and four, 19, five and a half and four. It's wild. His usage rate, incredibly high. He's just not going to have the ball that much next year. It's going to change. His role's going to change, but he shot 37% from three with the Blazers. Like dude was cooking. He was so good. So like just nitpicking his Blazers skills is like, you can't, he was like a freaking all-star, but where he can improve and where this has been a been an Achilles heel of his or an issue of his, uh, you know, going back even before he took a leap. This was his best season in the league. He was had a great season. He was having his best season in the league with New Orleans prior to get the trade. He took it to an outrageous level in his brief time with, with the Blazers. Um, if he is that good, like if Josh Hart is, is as good as he was in those 13 games, you just won't hear people talk about the CJ McCollum trade. I do not think he is that. Like, I just, like, I think it's just a small sample size thing where he was incredibly hot for like a week and a half. But like, 
if Josh Hart's averaging 19, five and a half and four and shooting 37% from three, you're just not, people aren't going to talk about the CJ McCollum trade. They're not going to bring it up because, because they're going to, the Blazers are going to have this like wild contributor on their hands. But if there's a place where Josh Hart can legitimately help, because I don't think that's what he is. I think the law of averages and all those things are going to even out and he's just not going to, he's not going to be on that type of shoot shooting heater like he was uh, during his month of, of contributions with the Blazers uh, before, before they literally shut him down for being too good uh, is ball security. He's always been a high turnover guy and that checks out just like with your eyeballs. You know what Josh Hart's good at when he gets it, he goes uh, grab a rebound and go end to end catch it on the weak side with, against a tilted defense goes to the rim puts his head down and goes a great straight line driver and a great finisher on it as on straight lines like really really good strong driver but he turns the ball over a lot and he, in fact last year he had a 14 percent turnover rate 14.4 according to clean the glass which was the 32nd percentile uh that uh, among combo guards like among the players that his play similar position that that's where the, how the percentiles work on cleaning the glass like he was just a high turnover guy for for someone who has the ball in his hands a bunch uh he's you know, he, he puts his head down, he makes decisions, he's really good at it, but if you if you can get in his way as a straight-line driver, he commits offensive fouls, he can get a shot blocked at the rim, uh, you know, you, you've seen it, you, if you've watched Josh Hart play, the, the turnover stuff just like checks out with how aggressive he plays, that is the area he can improve to take the next step with, with his game. Three, three players left that are like for sure on the Blazers roster next year. Anthony Simons, Damian Lord, and Yusuf Nurkic. Where can they improve? I got an idea for Ant where he can get better. I got an idea where Nurk, who had the best finishing career of his uh, two-point shooting season of his career, where Nurk can get better. And I got an idea where Damian Lord, who well, the last time we saw him play fully healthy, was one of the 10 best players in the NBA. I got an idea where Dame can get better as well. Before I give you the secrets, let me tell you about Bet Online. More lines, more props, more odds than ever before. You can bet on all your NBA playoff action. You can bet on all your NHL playoff action, the MLS regular season, the NWS regular season, soccer soccer abroad, tennis tournaments, combat sports, whatever it is. Lines, props, odds on all of it. Live betting, uh, you could bet futures bets, whatever you want. You'll find it on betonline.net. So go take advantage. That's BetOnline, where the game starts. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. You are still listening to Locked on Blazers. We are still going through. Thanks to Travis Tatum's question. At Travis Tatum on Twitter, who hit me with the banger for mailbag. So I turned it into a whole dang show. Where can guys improve? Anthony Simons had the breakout campaign that we've all been waiting for. Kind of that we've been promised for a couple years, but it kind of, it finally came to fruition. He took off basically the start of January and he was excellent, like all-star level production offensively until the Blazers decided that they that didn't need to play any more games because they wanted to lose. Once they made that decision, Ant had done his done his work. Like if Ant, Ant produces the way he did after January 1st, like not only is he, you know, finishing top three in the most improved player discussion, he's like getting you know, whatever, courtesy all-star talk. Like he's, he's like borderline, like it's really hard to make the all-star team in the West. So I don't want to say like, he's an all-star, but like for sure, he's like, you are talking about his name. Well, Ant couldn't make it because blah, blah, blah. Like he was that, that's the level of offense, offensive production he had. 
wild breakout over those two months in, in, in January and February before um, before the Blazers' season was put on the shelf. But Ant can improve on defense. He was not a good defensive player this year by your eyeball test, by the numbers test. He's got some physical tools that make you believe he could be a better defender. And it starts with me for screen navigation. That's the skill I want to see him get better at. Ant can get caught up in screens off the ball and on the ball. He can just, he, he takes bad angles and gets hit. He goes under and, and gets, you know, caught up in a roll. He goes, he goes over, but takes a, takes a weird angle. So then he's, he's trailing, but he's not actually locked and trailing. He's like just behind the action his screen navigation is really poor right now. Like he's just not good at it. I'm not, I'm, I am brave enough to say that every time is bad at navigating screens on defense. He improves there. That's step one to him becoming a better defender. Like, cause he's going to be putting a lot of ball screens, right? Like they're going to, they're, when you have a, it's like one thing when it's like, oh, this big man can't guard. Let's put him in, in pick and rolls. If you're a guard who can't guard, your man already has the ball. He's just going to call for a screen and put you in it and make you guard. Like you don't, there's no, they don't have to hunt. You're already you're already there. You're guarding the ball as it comes across half court. You've been hunted because you're because you're in the action already. So he's just got to get better at, at navigating screens. For me, that's his biggest weakness on defense. Um, he's, he's not good at a lot of things on defense, but that's his biggest weakness, and it's a thing that he's going to be tested a bunch. And his ability to navigate screens as a defender is the number one skill I, where I want to see Anthony Simons improve. What about Yusuf Nurkic? Where can he improve? Nurk had his best two-point shooting season of his career last year. Shot a career-high field goal percentage, shot a career-high from two-point land. But most of that improvement came from outside of, like, four feet and beyond. His, according to Cleaning the Glass, he was career high in in short mid-range that's four to 14 feet career high in long mid-range 14 feet to the three-point line like he was good even above average at those spots for a big man like Nurk and a lot of that comes from you know a little bit deeper post touches and Nurk late in the season got more post touches and was and was better at it and I think his just like I'm not guarded at at 15 feet little mid-range jumper I think that can be a real weapon for him particularly when guys are really sagging off because he's he's not known as a threat and the people he's working with in in handoff actions are scary so people are clogging the paint um I think Nurk can improve on those spots but that's to me the number one thing is still the number one thing with Nurk. It's finishing at the rim. According to Cleaning the Glass, he was among big men in the league last year. Nurk was 20, the 27th percentile finishing at the rim. You know, he, he made more than half his shots. Like, he shot above league average, but among guys his size, guys who play his position, he was still in the bottom third of the league, the bottom, you know, 27th percentile, bottom third in the league and finishing at the rim. He just needs to make layups. That's been the thing with Nurk. He's never been a good finisher. He all, he's always been a well below average finisher. And he's kind of cleaned up the rest, like other of other parts of his game, of his finishing game inside the arc. Um, the three-point stuff is like for another day. Not for me, but it's for another day. But Nurk just needs to, that's low-hanging fruit. Making layups. Um, you know, Nurk's not this explosive athlete, right? Like he's not, when, you, when he's around the rim, he doesn't usually just like... Uh, you know, explode up and dunk over someone. There are moments that he does it, and those are fun. Um, but, but in like in close quarters, he's not really explosive. He has a little bit of runway. He can he can cram on people. I remember the end of that Houston game last year when he when he had a big dunk uh, at the end of at the end of the game when he had a little bit of runway. But in tight spaces, he's not that. That's not where his athleticism shows. But he has good feet and pretty good hands. Like he can, um, he he has occasion to have really bad hands. Maybe he doesn't have good hands. He has. His ha- he has some skills with the ball in his hands. 
he can be, he can have better, like he can improve his touch around the rim. Like that's a, that's a, he can improve his finishing. Is he going to leap into like this elite finisher level? Probably not, but Nurk can get there. And for me, that's the biggest skill that he needs to work on. And it's been the biggest skill he needs to work on for several years. So um, it remains, even as Nurk has vastly improved as a scorer and as a two point shot maker, his finishing around the rim inside four feet still leaves a lot to be desired. And finally, Damian Lillard. We didn't see Dame this year. Like we saw somebody that wore the letter O and his jersey and, you know, gave press conferences in his normal thoughtful way. But like we didn't see Damian Lillard. We saw the hurt version of him. When he was healthy, Dame was an elite offensive player. Uh, He's... I am of the belief that Dame's going to get back and be that level. Like, I just straight up, I am. I think he's going to be very good on offense again in the fall. I'm not really worried about it. So for me, the 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 skill that I want to see Dame improve on is a skill that has always been there, and it's and it's defense. And I want to use this moment where to to I want to take this moment just to be clear. I think on offense, we all agree. Like we talk about this pretty clearly that offense is a bunch of little micro skills. Oh, he's got to get better at his left hand. He's got to get better at shooting off movement. He's got to get better, um, you know, getting downhill off screens and keeping a defender on his back. We all agree that it's a bunch of little micro skills. And then we say like, he needs to improve his defense as if defense isn't a million little micro skills with a million other little movements that are not, that are the reverse of your offensive skills, right? Like if you're trying to get uh, north-south on offense because you get to the rim, you're really trying to like have better east-west movement on defense because you got to slide. Like it's just, it's physically different. So like Dame needs to improve on defense, but that's so broad and, and not what this is, like not what this episode is. This episode is about improving a skill. And for me, Damon Lord's skill he needs to improve is containing the ball directly in front of him. He's got other issues on defense for sure, but a lot of Dame's, like the basics of a lot of Dame's problems are blow-bys. It's like no screen comes or the screen is coming and Dame peaks to his right and a guy just blows by him. If Dame was better just containing the ball, the, the skill of the the sort of micro skill of, of keeping square and keeping your shoulder square so guys are hitting you in the chest as you as they try to get by you, you know, you're not going to keep everybody in front of you. That's not how this works. Like, and, and guarding point guards is, is a lot. And Dame's, um, you know, Dame is going to go up against dudes who are fast with the ball in their hands, like guarding point guards is, is, is a challenge. Um, so I don't expect him to be like, you know, never let anyone blow past you. That's just like a, it's an unfair expectation, but there are moments when like Faku Kampazzo is getting to the rim a whole bunch. And it's like, <laughs> Kampazzo can't get into the paint. Like Dame's got to take that responsibility. And so for me, the skill that Damian Lord needs to improve this, this, this off season is, is containing the ball on defense. That is the number one area of improvement for him. That's everybody on the roster except for Brandon Williams and for and Brandon Williams he's a two-way guy so I'll give him a courtesy at the end of this one the number one thing Brandon Williams can improve uh this this uh summer is his in-between game uh he's got some shooting ability he's got ability to get all the way to the rack but that in between a little bit of pull up a little bit of mid midi action is going to unlock his his juice to use his speed to get all the way to the rim and and um he's not much of a shooter so he's going to be Three-point shooting is is maybe not not going to get there. So take that quick first step when you get guys on their quick first step. Pull up game that mid in in between game for Brandon Williams. Yeah, B Will got the uh, got uh, grouped in with the stars, and yeah, Anthony Simons and Yusuf Nurkic are free agents and might not be on the roster, but Ant's going to be there, and I. Th- I'm getting a little worried that Nurk might not be, but that's a, that is a uh, conversation for another day. That's where the skills can improve. If you have ideas where guys can improve their skills. 
Support the show by commenting in the YouTube video below. Just leave your ideas right there in the YouTube video. Also, support the show by telling your friends about it. Free on all platforms, five days a week. Make it your first listen every day. And then after you listen, tell your friends to do the same. They can find us wherever they're looking for us. Just search Locked on Blazers and wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube and you'll find us there. Uh, next week... This is going to be a draft show all of a sudden. On Tuesdays, the NBA Draft Lottery will have all of that covered. And then basically the moment we find out where the Blazers pick, we are going head on into draft coverage. So look for that. It's going to be a ton of fun. I'm excited for it. Um, it's draft season and the Blazers have a massive will have a massive draft decision and maybe a very high draft pick to make with it. So come back next week going to be a whole bunch of fun like i said tell your friends appreciate you listening talk to you soon